Okay, yeah, I'll start from the top. So basically, I was um, I was born in Shrewsbury. Um, I lived there my whole life, and um, I went to, so I went to Shrewsbury High. I graduated in, in 2007, so I guess that was 13 years ago. Not I'm not in the the 20 year club yet, um, but I'm getting there. It, it seems like it was just yesterday though. Like high school for me went by really fast, and so did college, and um, both were awesome experiences. You know, like some people you meet, uh, people, I feel like people are kind of like 50-50 on high school. Some people really enjoy it. Others struggle a little bit, but everybody loves college. So you guys are really lucky that uh, like the best is yet to come. Um, so basically in high school, I was very involved in the, in the TV studio. Um, I'm not sure if Maggie Korab still works there, but uh, she, she, she does? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, she still works there. Yeah, yeah. And she still, she still like leads the TV studio and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. She's the best. If you if you guys like see her on Zoom or something, tell her that I said hi. Um, so basically, I um I got involved. I think maybe my sophomore year of high school, and I just really really enjoyed it. And um, you know, I said to myself like, if I can make a living doing something I enjoy, I might as well go for it. Um, so like I did a lot of you know I did a lot of stuff in TV in high school. And um, since I was in Shrewsbury my whole life, I kind of wanted to leave, leave Massachusetts, kind of like get far away, not, not super far, like enough that I could, you know, take a quick plane ride back to see the parents, but I wanted to kind of experience something new. So um, I, I went to school um, at American University in Washington, DC. And um, my major was film and video. And I, I kind of knew like, I was, I was really into editing. So um, that's kind of like what I specialized in college. Um, and uh, when I was in college, I, I tried to also maximize um, my opportunities. And just because I was so close to the city, I was able to do a bunch of internships. Um, so in like a variety of different sort of like video work. So one of them was um, I was editing for this, this husband and wife and the, the wife um, had a show um, on, I think it was on PBS, um, and she was a, uh, a tour guide, but she did her tours on horseback riding. So, like, I would go over to their apartment and just, like, help them edit their shows and edit content for their website. Another internship I did, um, I worked for a nonprofit um, that focused on education abroad. Um, I edited a cooking show. I, I worked at a film camp for two summers. I really just tried to do, like, everything I could um, to get as much experience and to meet as many people as possible. Um, what else did I do? Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about um, how you how you got those internships? And then how you how you did the editing, um, how you got the job as an editor, etc. Yeah, I mean, the thing about internships is, uh, you know, either you're you're doing it for school credit, or you're not doing it for a lot of money. So it's really, really easy to get an internship. You know, like when it comes to getting a job, that's kind of tough because, you know, you're going to need to get paid a lot more, but uh, it, it shouldn't be that hard finding internships. I, you know, what college was, college, I guess, was like around 10 years ago for me. Uh, I just, you know, like I was in a spot in DC where there's a ton of nonprofits. There's a ton of, there's a ton of opportunity, you know, so you might be a little limited to your internship options, depending on what college you go to and like kind of what area you're in. 
But in film and TV, you know, like no matter where you are, there's going to be news stations, you know, so that's a good place to reach out to. Um, a lot of different places too. It's like if you, if you time your internship right, it can, it can turn into a job. Um, like my company right now, um, I'll get to like how I ended up at, uh, at NBC Sports. Um, but, uh, but a lot of people that, that didn't go through the same path that I did, they started as internships at my company. And every, we have, uh, we have a fall and uh, spring internship class, like every semester. And most of those kids, you know, like, like I've been there for four years and a ton of them have went from internship to like freelance work, you know, doing maybe 20, 25 hours a week. And that's turned into a full-time job and, you know, they've worked their way up. So internships are really like, call, call the, I, one of my number one, like piece of advice I'd say is like in college, you, you want to try to do as much as you can, like in terms of outside work, um, and like internship opportunities and try to try to diversify yourself. Um, can, you, can we take a step back and go into high school and see like, did you do anything? I'm assuming the internships you're talking about were in college, but did you do anything in high school? Cause I know Ms. Korab's program is pretty robust. Um, I have a daughter who attended for four years. Um, her class was in her class for four years and they did a lot of filming around town, et cetera, and had a lot of experience, um, but weren't at the time there weren't a lot of opportunities for internships so what would you recommend to kids that were interested in film in in looking into yeah i mean so it's also like nowadays it's very different than when i was growing up in the sense that um you know when i was growing up it was kind of hard to get like a good camera nowadays like everyone has access to really good cameras like on your iphone and even if it's um it kind of depends on what what direction you want to go but even if it's just like working on uh, like a film with uh with your friends to put on youtube or something mm -hmm. like you can start building your reel as early as possible um getting a job in film and tv is it's mostly like who you know to be honest yeah. but there there is a portion of it that that's your reel and your reel is something that you can start working on as early as high school and it, it should be something all-encompassing, sort of showing all the different places you've worked at just to show your versatility. Um, another thing you can work on, maybe if you, can't, um, if you can't necessarily get work experience when you're young and you're in high school, um, is just to diversify your skill set. You know, maybe, maybe if you're strong shooting, but you're not as strong editing, you know, you try to go, in, go into the, I'm sure the TV studio there, they've got, you know, edit bays and stuff where you can kind of work on your craft and practice a little bit um, and just try to make sure that you're, you're, you're very well rounded when it comes to all kind of film and TV stuff. So a couple of comments, um, just wanted to, to um, throw something out there is it about two or three years ago, the colonial fund that I work on um, and that Dr. Lizotte works on actually gave money to the TV production studio. So now they're high def. Um, they were still producing TV shows, um, not in high def, and trying to work with Shoes Run Media Connection and broadcasting it on the local channels, et cetera. So now um, they're actually in high def. They have great equipment, um, awesome cameras. Um, and so their, their, their experience now is a lot more relevant than, than it was like two or three years ago. So that, that's really awesome. Um, what was the other thing I was going to ask you was, um, did you ever do any work with SMC, Shoes Eye Media Connection, at all while you were here? Um, 
I, I like I have a vague recollection of uh, of going over there because that's like the the public access channel. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Like I have I have like a vague recollection of going over there, but I'm not sure if it was because I was like helping out on a friend's show. I don't think it was like me in particular. But yeah, like public public access channel, like they have they probably have a ton of space for for programming that's like not being filled or it's just being filled by advertisers, and I, I like it's certainly like. There, there are plenty of opportunities where you could go and reach out and say, hey, like, um, you know, is there anything I can do to help? And even if it's not like a um, like a film and t TV place, like like a like a local news station or like a public access channel, like anyone that has like a website, you know, that maybe maybe there's a website like, you know, someone you've got, you've got a friend and or uh, like a, your your friend's parents and they just started a website and they're starting their own business. Maybe they need like a, a video would be nice to kind of like um, improve their website, that sort of thing. Like there's just, um, there's a lot of opportunity to start, start building your, building your reel and um, you know. So is it real like a, like a portfolio would be for an artist? It's, a, it's like a res, it's like a resume, you know, like, like if you're, if you really want to be advanced, you know, you can, you can um, make your own website, like buy a domain name and pay for it and stuff. But that's, I, I wouldn't like that's not as necessary when you're this young I think this young when you're when you're in high school and college you really want to be um just trying to like learn as much as possible and doing different things like like if either you're into television or you're into film there it's kind of like a different career path if you're if you're thinking more along the television line then you want to um I, both of them I guess you, you just want to get as much experience as possible like learning different different things whether it be um, things in pre-production during the production process post-production um, and then also um, just like kind of I don't know trying to expand yourself. Can you tell a little bit of the difference between um, you're in film like what the difference would be between getting involved in TV production which is what the classes are at the high school versus film? Yeah, I mean, like in terms of like once you graduate college, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's completely different. Uh, like with film, mm -hmm. it you really um, you really have to live in a certain area. Like you have to be in New York or Los Angeles. Like there's really no no way around it. I I don't I don't know anyone that that works in film that doesn't live in New York or LA. Yeah, um, with, yeah. With television it's um it's much there's like i said like every every place has local news you know so like there are more opportunities dc has a ton of um it has a ton of like um production companies and nonprofits where you can work at um i'm sure boston has a lot of um like nonprofits or or just companies that need like a video person um and those jobs are more stable usually where you're working like a, it's a salary job um, with benefits and stuff like that. Whereas um, film, it's, it's all, it's all freelance work. It's pro it's all project based. So, you know, like you could be working on a project for a few months of the year and make a ton of money on that. And then the rest of the months of the year, you're kind of looking for work or, you know, you're, you're um, you know, being a waiter or something like that. But, um, you know, it, it's, you have a lot more freedom to kind of express yourself creatively if you go that route. So it really depends on like what your, what your skill set is and um, what you're kind of looking for in life, so. 
Can you describe how you chose uh, American University and what you had to go through in order to be accepted? Um, um, if you were um, thinking about how you said to get your reel together, did you have to have a reel? Um, what type of an interview process was it or was it not that, that structured? Yeah. Um, let's see. So I, I, you don't need it. You don't need a reel to get it unless you're, you know, applying to NYU for film school or like, I'm not sure if, if they even require a reel. I, I don't think so. I don't think schools are asking for reels or at least when I w went to college, schools weren't asking for reels going to go like to get into college. It's just something like for your personal portfolio to sort of start developing and, and something that you can always kind of work on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's my. <laughs> it's all right. We all have dogs. <laughs> he, bar he barks when people are outside my apartment. Um, okay. Mike. Uh, oh. What were you saying? What were you going to say? Sorry. No. Were you finished answering Kathleen's question? I have a question no, for you. No. So okay. So um. So to get into college, what I had. What, so why I chose American University was because I wanted to be. Um, there's there's a few things that I was looking for for college. I wanted to. Um, be close to a city but i also wanted to have like the sort of like campus feel where you're like self-contained and american had both it's, it was a self-contained college but you know you could walk 10 minutes and then get on the metro and go anywhere in the city which i found was really appealing and i also wanted to go somewhere where i could study abroad and american um has like an awesome study abroad program where it costs the same amount of money basically and you know you spend a semester like anywhere wherever you want um, and then it was also a really strong communication school. It wasn't necessarily a strong film school. Um, and I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to go into television or film coming out of high school, which is okay, you know. Um, but uh, I knew American had a, was a strong communication school. So that's why I chose to go there. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. What did you do in high school that made you decide you wanted to get into film? It, it was really just working in the TV studio, you know, it was, um, I didn't, I had, I was strong, <clears throat> sorry, I was strong in, um, in kind of like math, like that was my, 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 my strong suit in high school, but I didn't really want to go into like business or anything that didn't sound that appealing to me. And I just, I was, I was really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed like all the TV stuff I did when I was in high school. So I figured, you know, like if, if I'm going to do something for my, for a living, you know, I might as well do something that I'm passionate about. So that's kind of why I chose to, to go down this route that I was going. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do every day now? Like what your job's like? Yeah. So, um, okay. So basically I'll start from when, um, I graduated college. So, so throughout college, I kind of like, and I, th I think even in high school, like, the film aspect that appealed to me most was post-production and, and editing in particular. I, that was what I, what I was best at. Um, and um, so like a few months before graduating college, I just started throwing out job applications like everywhere, every different like city, <clears throat> it didn't really matter. Um, I was applying to stuff that, that I was qualified for and that I wasn't qualified for. Just, um, just trying to like get out as many applications as possible. And I applied to this one job at um, an international news station. Um, it's called called Russia Today. It's funded by the Russian government. Um, and they had a position. It was for uh, like a broadcast journalist position. And it said that you needed like five years editing experience. 
And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll just apply to it, see what happens. And they, um, they called me back and they were like, you know, you're not really qualified for this position. However, um, they were a very new station at the time. They had just opened in DC. Like they're, they're very popular worldwide, um, but they had just opened like an office in DC, I think like a year before I started. And uh, they said, you know, you're not really qualified for the job you applied for, but we, um, we have this like brand new station. Basically we've got this big like um, digital asset management system and we're getting all these files into our system and it's kind of filling up and we need someone to come and manage it and make sure that it doesn't get too big and crash and then any, nobody will be able to use it. So, so the job title was called Video Archivist and they were like, so are you interested in this job? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, like uh, this, is the, they, this is the first offer I got. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't editing, but it was working in like the television world so, and you know, like they gave me a number that like coming out of college, I was like, Ooh, this is like, you know, it's a salary. It was full time. Yeah. It was, it was Monday through Friday. It was, it was, um, 12, I think 12 PM to 8 PM, which is really, really great hours for television. You know, like when you start off working in television, especially, especially, especially in local news, like you're probably going to get stuck working some really bad shifts just because they give like, you know, like the, the night shifts, the weekend shifts to kind of like the younger people. It's just like about like working your way up. So, I, so all everything that uh, they were saying about this job, it sounded really great to me. And since it was kind of like a new station and like uh, like an up and coming station, I figured I'd have a good opportunity to kind of shadow people and, and learn learn things at that station. So, so I took the job, and um, and it was like kind of it was really like nice blessing because um, it gave me a ton of experience in a in a position that really isn't granted to to like lower level people like i had a lot of responsibility managing like all of the all of the files in that system you know it's like everyone's work kind of like was put in my hands and i had to make sure like not to delete the wrong thing like that sort of thing um so i i was there for four years and like over that four-year period um i shadowed a ton of different people i worked um i did like i helped out like during the shows like teleprompting or or running the cameras. Um, I um, one of eventually after about a year and a half, one of their full-time editors left, so I took his job. So I was I was their video archivist and a, and a full-time editor for two and a half years there. And so in total, I was there for four years. And then um, I got contacted for this um, this opportunity at like a really big um, news station. Um, so um, it was, um, and I was at RT for four years and I was kind of ready to try something new. And this, this, um, and I felt like I was like very like wanted because this big station kind of reached out to me asking for my help. Um, so I went there and that was, um, that was like kind of like a, it was a, it was a so-so sort of situation. I was only there for about 10 months. So I did, I didn't really like kind of like the culture of the station. Um, and after I kind we kind of finished the project that they brought me on to help out with um I, I saw an opening at NBC Sports and so I reached out to them and it turned out that um one of someone that was in one of I was a marketing minor at American and um someone that I was in a class with and we did one group project together and we were kind of friendly with um she was ended up working at NBC Sports so I reached out to her and she put in a good word for me and got me an interview and um, got the job. And so I've been there for the past four years. 
Um, my title is media manager. So I kind of do the same thing that I did over at RT. I, um, I manage like their video servers um, and like their, their uh, digital library and their tape library and assist like sending footage to people, um, you know, like sending stuff to ESPN, that sort of thing. Um, outside vendors. Were you ever interested in, in filming like TV shows or uh, making movies or anything like that? And is that something you could have gotten involved in in American? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I was like, like, what, so one of my internships, um, like I, I worked at a film camp for two summers, but that was, um, that film camp was hosted by uh, just a production company. They did um, documentaries and shows and, um, you know, like I, I just edited, edited stuff for them. Um, it was, it's really like, I kind of spoke about this a little bit earlier, but you kind of have to decide, like, if you want to go the, the TV route or the film route. Um, and I was applying for stuff like both in both, but I just kind of went the, the TV route cause it was a little safer than going the film route. And, um, I, I had a little bit more flexibility in kind of where I wanted to live. So. Could you, you talked about the camp, was the camp around here, the film no. camp? No, it's, it's uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, so you, you lived in, did you live in Maryland for the summer or just for the, for a week or how long was it? My, so this was, uh, I lived in DC, uh, my summer, my junior year, and my senior year, the, su the summer before my junior year and the summer before my senior year. And those were the two summers that I worked at the film camp. So I- was it in college then? The film camp was in college? What's that? Was the film camp in college then? Yeah, it was, it was it was while I was in college. So basically, it was a summer internship. That's that's one of the reasons why I lived in D.C. for for those two summers, just because um, like my parents were able to like help me out with the rent, and I was able to take a summer internship. Like I my my plan in college was really just to like accrue as many internships as possible, um, just to show that I had like a lot of different work experience. So coming out of college, my resume like looked really nice. So I think I did, so I did that for two summers. I, well, I did, yeah, I did the film camp for two summers. I'm trying to think, I don't think I did. No, I did the, so I did the film camp for the summer before my senior year. And then it was two, it was two summers, either summer before my junior and summer before my senior, or I might've, no, cause then I started working right. Like I started working a week after I graduated college. So yeah, so it was the summer before my junior, summer before my senior year. But it was part, it was basically, that was through, it was through an internship. So I worked at the internship all summer and the internship culminated in the film camp. And then the following summer I did, the following summer I didn't do an internship, but I worked for, um, I worked for the television studio at school. And I also did, did phone-a-thon where you're just calling, trying to get donations. Um, but, uh, but they brought me back for the film camp portion for the following summer. So, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, like I also, I, I worked at the, the film studio um, at, in college, which was like a nice way to like make a little bit of extra money on the side, you know, work, work 10, 15 hours a week and also like meet people. College is really, it's really fun. And like the most important thing you can do is just network, network, network. Cause um, like, like I, I would say like the one piece of advice I'd give you like after, after you hang up from this Zoom meeting is to, to create a LinkedIn if you don't have one and just like connect with all your friends now 
because you never know, especially like your friends that are like interested in the same sort of industry that you want to go into. You never know like where someone's going to be 10 years from now. And there is so much competition trying to get jobs that like, if you know one person in that company and they can just like get you in the door that, that goes so far. So. And I bet Miss Korab has probably kept in touch with um, many of her students. Like she still um, remembers Kaylee. She still remembers you, right? Yeah, she does. So she's um, great. I love her. Yeah. So Kaylee's my my daughter who took the the TV production class for four years. Um, so she knows Miss Korab really well. And um, Kaylee to this day still does um, creates video and edits. Um, so I was going to ask you, Michael, like what um, software. And I'll ask Kaylee too, like what software would she recommend the kids um, take the time to learn how to use in order to edit, um, edit video? Uh, yeah, whatever you can get your hands on. I mean, in the industry, people use um, like, it's either like Adobe Premiere or the Avid Suite. Like I'm, not as many people use Final Cut uh, anymore, the whole Final Cut Suite. So, but I mean, like if you, whatever all the software it's it's very similar you know like if you know how to edit on one you can figure out how to edit on the other but but you know if it, it helps to to at least say that you've done it so you can put it down on your resume yeah i think that i i learned on final cut pro and imovie but yeah they're all they're all pretty similar if you you know if you know how one works you can kind of figure out how others work Honestly, the free versions are just as good if you're a beginner to to make any sort of video. The only problem is that sometimes free versions have some features that you can't use. Or I know um, I've been working on a Dell laptop, so I haven't had access to like the stuff that I normally use on my personal computer. So I I have had to use ClipChamp, which I can't re-edit videos once I save them and download them it's it's like a one-time thing because it's free but on my personal computer I love Adobe Creative Cloud um, but that is like a monthly subscription I think it's $15 a month um, and then you can do video editing audio Photoshop it's got a lot of really good features and that's what I use in college to do um, any sort of journalist journalism project was Adobe Creative Cloud because I had a free subscription, but I stuck with it because it works really well. It just takes up a lot of space on your computer. I, I would say that um, the good thing about like being in high school and being in college is um, you have access to all that stuff like at Shrewsbury High. I'm sure there, there's edit bays. I'm sure like if you want to work on something like outside of school you can talk to Miss Korab and say hey you know like I've got this project that I'm working on is there any way that you can we can find some time to get me in this edit bay for you know like an hour or two here or there in college like the fact that I worked at the tv studio like granted me access to like some of the edit bays so I could use them like whenever I wanted to but there's also like you know there's there's a ton of opportunity to to have access to that stuff in college so it's like you really want to take advantage of it like while you have it for free. So. And then what type, do you don't recommend any special equipment? Like you can do a lot of this stuff right on your iPhone, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't go out and buy a camera 
like while you're in, while you're in high school or college just because like you can either rent one from uh like a station or, or like from like your your college station for free or you know you can go shoot stuff on your iphone if you're really ambitious mm-hmm. um or if you want to buy a camera i mean i'm not, i'm not like super savvy on like the new the newest cameras and stuff i just know like you know you, you, like the quality is it's insane like on on the new iphones like what, the quality of footage that you can shoot so you might as well take advantage of it if you got a friend that has like a cool iphone and you want to work on something and um you were saying you recommend that people create a youtube channel as well and store their videos up there um I mean, you can make a youtube channel if you want or you can um you know if you have like a, a your personal computer and you want to like work on everything and store it on a hard drive and you know just send it out to people like when you want it, it it's it's all kind of like what you want to what how much you want to put into it and what where you want to go i mean a youtube channel there's i don't see a downside to having a youtube channel you know it's a great way to showcase your work and you can just send that to um people that you want i wouldn't put like i mean i would just keep i would keep it updated because you know maybe you'll make the things that like i made in high school and college like i wouldn't necessarily like showcase to employers and be like hey this is like my best work right. you know so you want to keep it updated and that's why it's like good to like start your reel early and then just keep updating it so that whenever like you know an opportunity arises where someone's like oh yeah i could be interested in you helping me out do you have anything where you could show me what like my your work like an example of it you'll say hey yeah here's my one minute reel you know, you want to keep your reels really short. Um, that's like, you know, people aren't going to want to sit and watch something that's longer than a few minutes. And that's just like the nature of everyone. Um, but like, that's something that you can always kind of keep working on. So. Since I don't know anything about creating a reel, how would I go about, or how would the students go about creating a reel? Um, the first thing that you would do is, is you locate everything that you've done, right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I'm trying to think back to high school. Like, I know, like we we had like movies and stuff we worked on, and then we also did um like like the public access stuff, like yeah. the school committee yeah, meeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything that you work on in a school committee meeting in your reel because that's probably pretty boring. But um, <laughs> but if you like, I don't know if you if you made like let's say like throughout high school you you made a total of three or four films. You know, you just splice together like like the best shots and like the best moments from all three or four of them, you know? Or let's say you you did like one or two films and then, you know, you uh you helped uh your mom's friend uh for her her floral floral, floral business website, you know, you you start with like here like my films and then it cuts to like the, the floral stuff. So it's really just supposed to showcase like that that you've worked on a variety of things just mm-hmm. to show how versatile you are to a, a future employer. I see. So it's like clippings of everything that you've done, like kind of just highlighting. So it's not necessarily a solid piece. It's really just clips, almost like a photo album is just like a bunch of pictures of, of events. Yep. Exactly. Just like that. Okay. That's great. And we had one question here too. We're just wondering, um, back to your job, what, um, what qualities you had that made you stand out, um, and, and get the job at NBC Sports? What qualities? I mean... What traits, characteristics, experience, et cetera? Right, at NBC Sports in particular, um, 
I got a little lucky in the sense that they, um, my story has been sort of similar where they brought me on at RT because they had this, all this infrastructure in place and it was relatively new and they didn't have anyone kind of like managing like the incoming amount of like just stuff that was coming into their station at NBC sports. They, um, you know, they, they have been around for a while, but, um, they didn't have like, no, there was no one doing my, my position. It was kind of just like an all hands on deck sort of thing. So it was like, they had a ton of editors and, um, everyone was just kind of doing their thing. And then every week, like, like it's kind of like a pot, right? Where it's like everyone's just putting stuff in the pot and eventually the pot gets full and then no one can throw anything else in the pot. So like every week they, they, uh, everyone would be doing stuff and then they'd be like, oh no, the pot's full. What do we do? Let's just start deleting like random stuff and, and important stuff was getting deleted, that sort of thing. So they realized like, okay, we need to create this position. And um, so it was like a, a matter of timing. But, but um, I guess what was so appealing about me for the position was that I was young, that I had, I, at the time I had five years experience, um, you know, managing systems like unsupervised on my own. Like I, in my first job, like I created a whole archive policy kind of dictating um, what, you know, what goes into, what goes into the system, how long it stays, that sort of thing. Um, and, and archive policy was something that this, that NBC Sports was clearly lacking you know since it was kind of all hands on deck no one no one really there wasn't any method to the madness of of managing the media so so i just had i had unique experience i was young and i was passionate about sports you know i've always loved sports growing up um and uh, i was you know my first five years i was working in, in the the news portion the news like industry so it was it was just a really unique opportunity um i think um this is also it's this is kind of sort of like what i was destined to do like I didn't I enjoyed editing but I was much better at um, television editing than film editing television editing it's all about speed and um, and prioritize prioritizing your time and like time management skills whereas film editing you have to be really creative and you know that's just something that like after you know a year in the work world I just realized like I'm not meant to be like editing you know like two hour films that in Hollywood, like, that's just not me. Like I, I'm, I'm so blown away by like so many people's skills. And that could be some people here might, might be, have like that more creative mind. That's just not how mine works. I'm, I'm more logical and, um, and just like, um, I don't know. I, th this kind of just fit my skill set a lot better. So that's kind of like what I want with this. So it's, it's like a mix of my industry is like a mix of like passion because I like, like the, the work that I do, but it also like suits my skills. So, and that's something that you kind of like learn about as you get older and as you try doing all these different things, you know, like maybe you have a lot of experience um, editing, but you haven't really shot that much. So you go out and you try to shoot stuff just to um, diversify your skill set, and you, and you realize, wow, I really like this. I'm actually pretty good at, at shooting. You know, and so in you're you're both like um, you're you're just making yourself more more valuable for potential employers, and you're kind of learning about yourself and seeing um, what your what your skill sets are and where you're strong, that sort of thing. Is there Mike, something like? Oh, sorry. 
I was just going to like the message of, um, you don't, you know, you're never stuck. I think um, we heard from some students yesterday, and certainly as we go through life, you have friends who say, oh, I'm miserable at my job, but I, I can't make a change now. I'm already 30, or I'm already 40, or I'm 50 years old. But your message of, you know, you follow your passion and knowing what you're good at and what you like to do is so critically important. And there are options out there. So I hope that our students, um, yeah, heard that loud and clear. Kathleen, you, Mrs. Cohane, you have a good question. Students, does anyone have a question? For Michael. Well, while we're waiting for somebody to type in, I just wondered if you had a place where we could see some of your work or if you wanted to talk about one of your most recent projects <laughs> that you worked on or something we might recognize. Yeah, I guess I don't really practice what I preach because I haven't updated my reel in like when I was when I so when I was at RT, um, I had I was doing I was doing like the media management, but I was also like after I started like a, one of the editors left, so I was also um, you know um, I took his job, so I was also a full time editor. And I was doing both the things, and you know I was there for I was there for four years, but probably after about two and a half three years especially when I, when I took the guy's job, I was, I was not that happy because I, I, I expected a much bigger raise because the, oh. his job was like, I eliminated his job and I was doing double the work and the money that they gave me was just like, not what I was hoping for. So at that point I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to start looking for jobs. And that was, was probably my biggest crossroad because, because as the time went on, you know, when I first applied for that job at RT, I had no um, real world editing experience. But, you know, after four years, I had amassed two years of professional editing experience. So that kind of like gave me a leg up in that sense. And I was at a crossroads where I could have, um, I could have went down the editing path or I could have kept down like the path that I was going with the digital management. Um, and it just so happened that, uh, you know, like I came close with a few job interviews and it just so happened that the one that I got was um, for, for like a video archiving job instead of an editing job. So, um, and yeah, so that's just kind of like the path I went. I forget what the original question was. What, what, was, the, what was the original question that you asked? Um, no, I'm not remembering because I just was t looking at another question that somebody else had. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, somebody else had a question that says, did any of your jobs require you to travel? Oh, I remember what your original, original question was. It was about, it was about my reel. Um, so yeah, so basically- oh, some place that, that we could see your work, your original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so basically after I decided to, to not go down the editing path and go down the, the video archiving path, you know, I haven't worked on my reel. So my reel is about like five years old, but do any of my jobs require me to travel? Um, I mean, they can. I mean, if, if you, if like the more creative stuff you do, I'm sure you're traveling a lot more. Um, and I guess like, even if in working in local news, you know, you're, like you're probably going around the community and seeing it that sort of way. My job in particular, um, I've had to travel to like, to, so I, so NBC Sports Washington is like, it's a regional sports network. So there's in like in Massachusetts, there's NBC Sports Boston they air the uh, the Celtics games. So like if you're, if you want to watch the Celtics on TV, like when the NBA is going on, um, whatever channel the Celtics games are, that's like 
the the channel that I work for, but down in DC. So I've been I've been to NBC Sports Boston just to like check out like their infrastructure, that sort of thing. Um, you know, like there are like um, media asset management conferences that I've been to. Um, but in terms of like traveling to like produce work, that's not kind of like what I do. But but for sure, like the, um, depending on the kind of work you do, you could be constantly traveling. Like if you're going to different different places to shoot different things. Um, if it's post-production post -production work, you're probably not gonna be traveling as much, but in terms of the production process, like depending on where you're working, you could be traveling a lot. And if that's something you're into, then then you kind of like, you wanna tailor like your experiences and your skills to that sort of thing. So. You had mentioned you had picked American University because it had the opportunity to be able to study abroad. So did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, so basically American, um, like their study abroad program was awesome. And um, each like different like location you could choose was kind of tailored to your, um, to your major, but I didn't really do that. Like I like how, so how most colleges work are you have, um, you have like your general education classes that you need to take that everyone needs to take. And then you have all your classes for like your major, your minor. And then there's like a portion that are just like leftover credits where you can get them anywhere. And how I kind of structured um, my college experience was I knew I wanted to study abroad in Spain. Like probably, I think it was sometime in my sophomore year, I decided I wanted to study in Spain. So I structured it so that I did like all of my general education kind of stuff um, my first two years of college. And then I had planned out all of my classes I needed for my major and my minor. And then I had it portioned so that like the remaining credits that could be kind of applied to anything. Like I just like took those studying abroad. So I went to Spain and I took like art history and like learning Spanish and just fun stuff. And it was really just a, a great experience. It's just like, if you can study abroad, it's great because you, you get the same amount of credits, right? And you just get to experience something completely different, like living in a, living in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. um, my Spanish, I hadn't taken a Spanish class since high school. And they put me in a, a homestay with a woman and it was just me and her. Um, her kids uh, lived with, they lived with her, her their dad, um, they were divorced. So it was just me and this woman and she did not speak a word of English at all. Um, and it was like, just immersing yourself in that culture, it's crazy, you know, and it, it's just an awesome experience. You meet so many great people and you know, it's, it's your first kind of time to travel the world on your own. You know, when you're, if you're over, especially if you're over in Europe somewhere, you know, you can, you can go to, go to Amsterdam for the weekend, go to London for the weekend. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a great experience. Um, and if you can do something like related to your work, our, our program, our film program was in Prague. So I could have studied abroad in Prague and actually done film stuff. But um, I just, a lot of my friends were going to Spain and that, that's kind of where I wanted to be. So, um, but the, the thing with college, which is awesome is, you know, you can really tailor your schedule around like whatever you're comfortable with. You know, if you're comfortable with morning classes or late or night classes, or you can kind of like plan ahead and figure out like how you want to, how you want to go about it, where you can like achieve, you know, what's important to you. So, so yeah, that's what my study abroad program was like. Nice. A um, couple of questions have come in from the students. One is um, on average, does the TV field give um, a decent salary? 
because you had talked a little bit about how you weren't paid what you thought you were going to get paid, but um, I think we were wondering whether or not you, you do you feel you're, you're well paid now? Is it, is it more, um, is it a, a lucrative industry to get into? Is it take a while? Yeah, it depends. I mean, like, I think um, if you go the film route, it's, it's, it's kind of like a higher, higher ceiling, lower floor, if that makes sense. Like if, like if, depending on the projects you take, um, sorry, dog is like, kind of like leaning up against me right now. Um, like, uh, depending on the projects you take, like you could be making a lot of money, but also like there could be a lot of downtime, like the television route, it's, it's more salary based. My job in particular, I'm happy with what I'm making now. Um, I'm also like in a city, which helps. You know, if you are like, if the only job you can find is in somewhere like rural Nebraska, you're probably not gonna be making that much money, but you probably also won't be paying that much money in rent. So it's, it's really all relative, um, but you, you can certainly make a living. Like I work, um, you know, I work 40 hours a week. I don't, I don't have to work overtime. Yeah, I live comfortably, you know, I pay my rent. Um, I save a little bit of money here and there. So it, you, you definitely can find a job. It's just kind of like what you're comfortable with. Are you comfortable living project to project and maybe having to take mo more projects if you need to, or maybe, you know, having to deal with the fact that there might be a, a, a few months or a month where you're not, you don't have a project to take, or do you want to go down the route where, you know, there maybe the, the uh, you aren't going to be making as much just because you can't pick up as much extra work, but it's a little more stable. So it's um it's really kind of like what you're comfortable with, that sort of thing. But yeah, you can definitely make a living off of it. So I'm living proof of that. <laughs> so um to support what you were saying too about the film industry, I have a friend actually who lives here in Shrewsbury, um who actually does makes works on films um, like Little Women. He worked on. Um, and so they, they filmed in this area here and you're right that they, he doesn't always work Monday through Friday, like some months he's working on a film two, three, six months at a time. He might be traveling or living down at Cape Cod or out in Concord or whatever, wherever they're filming. And then there might be, um, you know, a month or so that he doesn't have a job, but it definitely gets better if once you are, um, once people recognize your name. And it's, it's all about networking, as you said before, is that, you know, knowing, knowing certain people in the industry helps you um, get chosen for the next team of people that work on, on a film. Yeah, net, net, especially, especially if you want to go into film, networking is like hands down the most important thing. Like yeah. you, the courses you take in college are, you know, like, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll learn a little bit, like maybe you, you don't have, um, you know, After Effects experience and, and you take an After Effects class and you learn some cool like motion graphic stuff, you know, like there, there are, the classes are cool, but it's, it's really, really about like the people you meet and like uh, fostering good relationships with yeah. those people. Because um, you never know like when someone will help you down the road or like you were saying, like, uh, you know, just maybe if you, if you don't have work, you know, the more friends you have that are, that are doing the same sort of thing, like they might be able to help you out and it might not be like you know editing like on a film but maybe like they're they'll be like oh there's an extra you know like um i don't know person holding the the mic position I forget what that's called right but um but yeah so yeah it's 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 really really all about networking 
And somebody had a question here that said, if you were more interested in film versus TV production, would it be better to go to college in New York or LA or does it, it doesn't matter as much until after college? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, probably it's better to, like, if I'm being completely honest, it's probably better to go in New York or LA, just because I'm sure like the teachers there probably have connections like in the city. Like I'm sure the teachers live there. Um, NYU is an awesome film school and USC is an awesome film school. Um, I, that's just where all the, all the professionals are. And if that's where all the professionals are, if that's, that, that means that's where the majority of movies are being made. And if the majority of movies are being made there, then, you know, that's where the, the help is needed. So, um, you know, I think you can, I think you can eventually like, I think you have to live there. You know, if you want to go to college in, in Mississippi, like I'm sure like you could do that and then relocate after college. It's just like while you're, while you're in Mississippi, you want to kind of, you know, work on your reel and, and, and take it, do as much work as you can. But if you want to go to school in New York or LA and like that's something you're comfortable with, like it certainly wouldn't hurt getting a job in the film industry. And, and in terms of um, television too, like there's a ton, like New York, there's just so many opportunities. There's so many production companies in New York and LA as well. So I, either way, like you're not gonna go wrong getting a job there. Um, uh, but if you want to go into film, I think eventually you need to live there realistically, um, at, least, at least in the early part of your life. Like your, your friend, um, Kathleen, like they, they, they don't live, they live in Massachusetts now, but I'm sure at some point they, they lived in New York or LA. Actually, he's lived here his whole life. <laughs> oh, really? So, and so that was limiting because he could only take jobs that were in like New England. So it was, um, jobs were scarce at the beginning until he really had his name known. Okay. So, so um, yeah, so it's possible. <laughs> You can, you, I, get, I mean, I, w I would choose your, the school based on like the best fit for you. You know, like if, if NYU, if you want to go into film and um, like there's a, a local school that like just feels really great, but then like there's also NYU and you don't feel like feel great about it. Like I would go, I would go to the school that you're most comfortable with and then, and then you can adjust to it. But if it's like, you know, if it if if it's if it doesn't really matter or or if you want to go to New York or LA then yeah definitely I would go there for college and one thing to note too is probably about five maybe more years ago they finally opened up Boston or Massachusetts to allow filming um do you recall that that there was a time period when they did not allow films or people to make films in, in Massachusetts it sounds crazy but I don't know if it was like a um a legal thing or whatever, but they had to open up, um, they had to get permission basically to film here. And then they started opening up different um, production studios in the area and more things were filmed here, like Night and Day with Tom Cruise um, was filmed here. Um, you know, other, they, they weren't allowed to, um, to film here for like the longest time. I, I don't know if it's um, what I wanna say, like a, a, a workers union thing or whatever that they couldn't do. So do you remember, Michael? Yeah, I, I remember talks of like Massachusetts or Boston being like the the next um, the next big thing. But it's a Boston is a small city, you know. Like New York, New York is huge, yeah. and LA LA is pretty big too. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like you know, even if 
like there are more production companies in in Boston now than there were, you know, five, 10 years ago. It's kind of like, it's really like a numbers game, you know, like there's just, there's a lot of competition in this field. Like that, that's, but there's a lot of competition kind of no matter where, where you go, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of competition to be accountants too. So um, it's, you know, it's really about kind of doing, following your passion, doing what you enjoy. But you also must see that video is now more of a medium that, that people use to communicate versus paper. Yeah, <laughs> right? for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to get a job like writing for a newspaper, um, you know, but it, everyone's got like websites and stuff like there's, there's a lot more opportunities now mm-hmm. where, um, you know, even if you're not working at a production company or like working in film, like every, you know, every company, you know, like, needs to do marketing in some sense mm-hmm. you know you could work at a company and just be like their their video person the thing though that's like kind of um tough is like a lot of jobs like if if you look at um like the jobs like that are people are hiring for it's a little unfair but employers are are really expecting you to do it all like like especially if you're not going to work at a production company or work in film like if you're going to if you're going to be the video person for, um, you know, some random like company um, that does, then you do like marketing videos for them or, or you do like, um, I don't know, like uh, what's the term? Like it, when someone starts working and you're, you're watching a, a video for like the, introducing the staff, that sort of thing. Like if you're just like the video person at a random company, they're going to expect you to you like not only be able to know, know how to edit, like you, they're going to want you to be able to, to do everything from pre-production, like concept, um, you know, coming up with a good idea, writing the script for it, and then everything in production, like shoot it, um, and then everything post-production, not just editing, but editing and, and motion graphics, all of that stuff. So it's really like while you're young, like while you're in high school and college, like this is the time to to just try to learn as much as you can all of, in the whole like production process just so that um you know like though when when you when you start applying for jobs like you can say like you know like i have actually oh yeah i have experience doing this i have experience doing that that sort of thing because if you if you don't have like if you're applying for a job where they're looking for someone to do it all and you know you have um you, you know, you've written some scripts and, and you've gone out and shoot, but you don't really like edit the stuff that you shoot. Like they'll say, okay, you know, like this person can't edit, but these 300 people can edit, they can do it all. So they'll just throw your resume right out the door. So it's really about kind of like diversifying your skill set. Um, yeah. That's good advice. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the time too. It's 401, but I, you know, you've, you've, Everything you have to say has been really fascinating, but we had one other question here and that was in what way did the pandemic affect the, the work that you're doing now? <laughs> well, um, I mean, number one, like uh, sports aren't happening anymore. Um, so my, like I, I, I can work from home, which is nice. Um, like I have, um, I can remote access into, into our system. I, you know, I can manage like all of our files. Um, I'm sort of limited to what I, what I can archive. Um, but it, you know, it's not like we're, we're getting a ton of footage into, into our system right now because, um, you know, there's not a lot going on in the sports world. Um, you know, our, our website's still up. We're, we're producing a ton of digital content. 
Um, we're still doing, we have like radio shows that we still do. Um, everything's like Zoom based. You know, the draft, the NFL draft is, uh, is Thursday. And, you know, we've got, we've got a show that we're doing. And instead of like in the studio, it's, it's all on Zoom. Um, so we've been preparing for that show for the past few weeks, you know, just doing test runs and stuff like that. Because we're not used to doing, um, doing shows on Zoom. So, um, but, you know, we're, we're kind of like still chugging along. Um, I'm still getting paid, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other people though, it's like, if, like, if you're, if like, if you were a freelancer now, like I'm, there's probably not a lot of like film projects going on. I'm like, probably not a lot of people shooting in the field. So like the, you know, people, people are struggling. I think the industry, it's like probably not doing that well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but personally I'm doing okay. Um, like the new the news has to go on if you know if you turn on the tv like the new the news is every day like local news is going on like cnn msnbc fox like you know that's all new content every day you know some someone has to do it um so like there is um stability in the field um but you know that just goes to like what we've been talking about earlier with just like kind of like going the the film route versus the the television route so excellent those are really good points too um, I know that we said that we would have just an hour to speak and I really appreciate everybody staying on. I think that you've, um, you know, kept the audience um, entertained and, and enthralled, Michael. So thanks so much for that. Um, I really appreciate everybody's questions today too. This is wonderful. Um, for those of you um, who haven't been on a call or, already, uh, we will send out a poll just to get a feel for um, how you, how much you enjoyed these conversations and what we can do to improve in the future. Um, but uh, Jane, did you want to say anything before we say goodbye to our alum? No, I just want to say thank you, Kathleen, and thank you, Michael, and um, all of the students part- who participated today. Honestly, it's very, particularly during this time, it's so invigorating and energizing to have these conversations. Um, um, I look forward to them each day, and I'm just grateful um, to people like Michael for taking time out of your day to share your story, because um, as you said earlier so well in many different ways, it is about networking, and it's about making connections with other people. Um, that's how we find our way, and you've helped us do that today, so thanks. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. It was really, really wonderful. Did you have any last, last comments? Yeah, in that spirit, you know, if, if any of you guys want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, and if you have any further questions, like I'm, I'm at home doing nothing really. So, so feel free to reach out. And if any of you like talk to Miss Korab on Zoom, tell her I said hi. So. Thanks so much, Michael. And thank you to everybody who joined today. Um, keep looking for our schedule. We have many more um, presentations we'll be doing this week and hope to see um, more of your names attending. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.